Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The volume. The NFL season, it's going strong. And DraftKings Sportsbook, hooking new customers up with an offer even stronger. Bet five bucks, that's it, on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. How easy is that? And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. Get in on the action. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. The code is Colin, C-O-L-I-N. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you just bet five bucks on the National Football League. That easy. That's the code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. All right. uh, The Dallas Cowboys, Dak played about as well as he has played in... Uh, the last 10 games, uh, certainly against the talented Chargers defense, not a good one, not a well-coached one, but a talented one. And so Dak throws for about 240 yards, a touchdown, couple of big throws on that final drive. Uh, Brandon Cooks delivered tonight. Um, and Matt Mosley, of course, you know, Matt's been a friend of the volume for a long time. Uh, there's so many different areas to go, but let's start with Dak. Uh, he had better protection most of the night. I thought he and Gallup don't work. It's clearly C.D. Lamb and and Brandon Cooks tonight felt like he sort of arrived in this offense. But I thought Dak played pretty well. That fair? I, I think it's fair. I mean, I think had it gone the other direction, we'd be talking about that throw to Pollard. I mean, that wheel route right. with uh, with Pollard was wide open. And I, I know Troy yeah. was trying to make the argument maybe Murray did something there. I don't really think there was much there. So he misses a wide open throw to kind of end the game there. But for the most part, you're right. I mean, I would still say this offense looks weird because the only time it really works is when he escapes. So he makes the huge play to Pollard. Uh, They have a missed tackle. Pollard makes a nice play and goes for 60. But in terms of like the timing of this so-called Texas Coast offense, there's no real timing. Like Dak 
kind of has to go make plays um, yeah. for, for it to happen. Now, the good news is he made them. I mean, he, he looked yes. awful the week before. All the interceptions and everything, he ran. I think he plays so much better when they get him running the football. And on that, um, on that RPO where he keeps it for the 18-yard touchdown, yeah. like that's huge for his confidence, the team. Everybody kind of feeds off that. Yeah, I think Dak knows what he is more than uh, we give him credit for. Dak is not a brilliant pocket passer, uh, and I think Dak knows it. Dak's at his best. I thought the Cowboys were hyper-aggressive and ran him in the first half, first couple series. They went out of their way to say, and Aikman said this in the pregame. He said, I think you're going to like what you see from the Cowboys tonight. He'd obviously had some intel. I think they made it a mission tonight. We're going to run Dak. We're going to have Dak run more. And I think he's more successful that way. There are people that are natural runners, Lamar, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. And then there are people that are just what I would call, um, uh, they run they run to escape. Mm-hmm. But they're like Russell Wilson and Dak kind of run to escape. But at times, I think they're more effective out of the pocket. I think Lamar is a better thrower in the pocket that people give him credit for. I think Josh is great in the pocket. I think Jalen Hurts is better in the pocket. I think Dak and Russell Wilson are okay guys in the pocket. I, I just think they're okay. So I think I think Dak, uh, to your point, it is interesting. If I said to you the game featured two teams with no chance to win a Super Bowl for the same reason, 20 total penalties, 11 mm-hmm. on Dallas, 9 on the Chargers, neither one of these teams looks well coached. That was my takeaway tonight. Third down defense for the Chargers. Oh, as a whole, mm-hmm. basic offsides for the Cowboys, motion penalties. These teams did not look well coached to me tonight. No, the Cowboys continue to be undisciplined, um, you know, on both sides, on the defensive line. You're right, where they line up. You know, back to Dak a little bit. Your, your point about the pocket is interesting. He was kind of still in the pocket. Like his best throw of the night might have been when he was backing up which generally it is, it's interesting. You don't like want your quarterback like going back there other than like Mahomes and, or Josh Allen or somebody and throwing kind of off their back foot. And yet the best touch he put on a ball was that throw to Cooks in the end zone uh, where he's backing up and he's going in the, and, he, and he, puts, he puts a gorgeous ball on that. So he, he has the ability. I, I agree. I mean, I think first of all, you still have, wasn't that interesting that you had Kellen Moore on the other sideline and you had both teams bogging down, got down there in the red zone, didn't really have a great plan for what they were going to do. To which I was like, both Dallas, you know, both Dallas's offenses look pretty bad in the red zone. Right. You know, it, it's interesting. Um, when I look, at this game overall, I thought my biggest takeaway was the Dallas defensive front basically manipulated the Chargers O-line. I think the Chargers had six holding calls. Uh, Herbert almost never had a clean pocket. Therefore, he rushed it by the second quarter, missing open throws. Justin Herbert's a very good quarterback. But I think what happens in games sometimes is that when you have you get hit early, even if you don't get sacked, and you have to rush the throws, you start doing that, 
automatically. You just hurry things up. And I thought they got Herbert out of rhythm by their pressure. I mean, he was running for his life for the first half. They settled down a little in the second. But I think my big picture in the entire takeaway is the Chargers on occasion elected to block Micah one-on-one, dumb, ineffective, huge trouble. But overall, if I'm flying back to Dallas tonight, the Cowboys, I feel like our defensive front not McCarthy, our defensive front mm-hmm. really controlled the football game. I think that's right. I thought Adigazua played brilliantly. I thought he controlled, and I and I think Kellen Moore thought, I've got to go with the run. I've got to keep. I cannot abandon the run game at all, and it really wasn't there. And then to your point, like 77 over on the left side, I mean, that was interesting what they said about Micah. He's like, well, he respects Slater, so he's not going to line up there the whole night. He's going to go to the other side. And think about how how badly do you have to be holding to get called on one of those quick running plays? They run Eckler over the left side, and 77 gets caught in there because it was so incredibly obvious because he has a wrestling move where he took the, took the guy to the ground. And, boy, we had our Leon Lett moment in this game where the Cowboys player inexplicably, I guess, thought the ball was touched by his teammates and slides in there at the last minute, <laughs> Jalen Tolbert, and um, and live to tell about it. I mean, that that really was Cowboys do some boneheaded things. But there's a what second year player that decides to come diving in after a football and hands yeah. it back to the Chargers. I mean, the Cowboys tried to give them that game. Oh, no question. Yeah. And the Chargers. Yeah, the Dallas was the better team tonight and tried to give it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers have they they really do have some good players. But when you live in Los Angeles, and I know they're not they're not a national team, they're barely a popular regional team or a Los Angeles team. But with Brandon Staley being a defensive coordinator, um, like Matt Eberflus in Chicago, you're like, well, why is the defense so bad? The Chargers have more money on the defensive side than any team in the league. Khalil Mack and Bosa, Derwin James, they whiffed on a a cornerback acquisition, but they have active linebackers. The Chargers spent a ton on defense, two elite rush ends, have a defensive coach, and are as bad on fourth and third and long as any defense in the league. So at least Dallas can say, hey, we have an offensive coach. Dak had one of his best games. Brandon Cooks was involved. Um, I mean, I I look at Dallas and I thought their O-line play, by and large, Dak had a more comfortable pocket. Um, Dak had a good game. They had a game plan. They moved Dak early. I felt like there there was a Mm -hmm. plan by Dallas. Meanwhile, the Chargers off a bye week. No trick plays. I I didn't. What was the game plan? Mm -hmm. Maybe the Cowboys D-line blew it up, but I didn't see anything. Can can we talk about what McCarthy was doing at the end of the first half? Like when even the clock operator thought, well, most any coach ever will stop the clock here with a timeout and take a shot at the end zone <laughs> with eight seconds left. And McCarthy's over there. No, no, I didn't call a timeout. Wind this clock down for me. And they come back from a break. The broadcasters, everybody doing the game was like completely confused. And they're like, did we miss a play? What happened here? And, and McCarthy, because they stopped the clock, they had to get it down to three because McCarthy didn't want to take a shot at the end zone. I mean, like, think of, imagine that, being a play caller 
an offensive guy and you've got so little confidence in your guy or your offense that you're like, yeah. I do not want to see a ball go in the end zone from what? The, like the the 18-yard line, wherever they were, they're going to take a rip at the end zone. And he's like, no, I would rather – I've got C.D. Lamb. i got all these folks. I'd rather just kick this thing and make sure we go in 10-7. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, you kind of – you have one young head coach is kind of trying – it's probably lucky to still have a job. And then you have one coach who's kind of trying to extend his career, and and they both did some baffling things. But Mike wants to be Mister Fo- Go for it on fourth down, but then he wants to get down there and like not even take a shot and then settle for the field goal. So I mean, you got some you got some weird weird stuff going on in that game. Yeah, twenty penalties. I thought Dallas, the better team, almost gave it away. I thought these were. T- I looked at these two teams and I thought those teams can't win a Super Bowl. They literally beat themselves. Philadelphia is still trying to find their offensive identity, but I never think they're poorly coached. Kansas City's trying to figure out their receiving core. They're well coached. Um, Detroit, Dan Campbell may be goofy. They look well coached. You, I mean, Jacksonville, uh, drop, dr- Jacksonville and Baltimore led the NFL in drops early. And then you watch them last couple of weeks. You're like, Oh, those are well coached teams. Mm-hmm. I felt like I watched two poorly coached teams. Uh, the, the Chargers O-line uh, basically limited anything Herbert could do. The Cowboys had silly penalties. My takeaway at the end of the half on that was that <laughs> between Mike McCarthy saying in the offseason, we want to run the ball, and that and that play call, Mike McCarthy does not trust Dak. And I thought tonight dra- Dak was as trustable yeah. as he's been all year. Mm-hmm. He played well. Mm-hmm. He had one easy throw late that, like they were talking about, like Troy was talking about, you kind of hope he was throwing that ball away because if he's on target, it's a pick six and the game ends. So there's yeah. always a real curious thing that he does. I mean, you can't miss that throw to Pollard. Like you can't like just, the game's <laughs> over and he's running wide yeah. open. You can't you can't miss that. But he was better. And they were 42-10. And by the way, I didn't know why the Eagles were throwing there on third down at the end of that game. I mean, I I again I agree they're a well-coached team and everything, but and maybe they just they have such trust in Jalen, but you got to know who you're playing against. I mean, look who the quarterback is on the other team. And and you, I mean, that's one time, you know, I know sometimes we celebrate guys who go for it on fourth down. Why in the world don't you punt that ball and make that guy? I mean, Zach, he's got to go like 80 or 90 yards. You, you like feel great about that. I mean, that, uh, to me, the Eagles did sort of kind of give that game away at the end. And by the way, that made Jerry, Jerry has a whole new outlook on life because it was like the 49ers lost and the Eagles lost. And Jerry's now back to, you know, hey, we're one game back. We got the Eagles coming up. We can get right back in this division race. And so it's in in his mind, it's like that 49ers game never happened. Listen, we've all had fender benders in our life. Sometimes it's even more serious. People between the ages of 25 and 34, in fact, have the highest amount of drivers involved in car crashes. Be careful, but even if it's somebody else's mistake, you can lean on Morgan and Morgan. If you've ever been injured, check out Morgan and Morgan. It's the nation's largest injury law firm. 
100 offices and over 800 lawyers with over 15 billion, that's a B billion dollars recovered with over 300,000 clients. Morgan and Morgan has a proven track record of fighting for you to get full and fair compensation, fighting for people for over 35 years. Starting for an entire football franchise as a rookie quarterback is hard. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is easy. If you're ever injured, check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go forthepeople.com slash Colin or dial pound law. That's pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash Colin or pound law 529 from your cell. This is a paid advertisement. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I look at the Niners, I look at the Eagles, uh, Buffalo has scuffed it. 
you know, I think in the NFL, you know, Thanksgiving, half the league is done by Thanksgiving. And then the second half of the league almost feels like it takes a leap in Thanksgiving. I do feel like, and I've, I've felt this for some time, as the league becomes more quarterback-centric, I do believe there's a big separation between the haves and have-nots in the NFL. I see now on a weekly basis three lines of 9, 10, 11, 12-point favorites. That's very collegiate. Um, and I think if you just don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot. And I never felt that in the 60s, 70s. Well, I'll say this, uh, the, the late 70s, 80s, 90s, 10 years ago that you could win with Tannehill, a great run game. About seven years ago, I felt like... Uh, defense, uh, Tannehill, they became a number one seed. Boy, I start looking around to these. I mean, go right now and look around the divisions. Hertz and Dak lead their division. Uh, Brock Purdy and Stafford, you know, are near the top of theirs. Uh, Jared Goff, best quarterback in his division, leads his. Josh Allen and Tua. Uh, here comes Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Trevor Lawrence leads his. And Patrick Mahomes leads his. And I feel like you can say what you want about Dak, and I've always thought he's a B to a B-plus quarterback, but if you start looking around this league right now, Matt, there's about seven really elite quarterbacks, and then Dak's in the next group, and it falls off a cliff by about Brock Purdy at 13, 14. Mm -hmm. it, it falls off a cliff. There's a lot of there's a lot of ugly. Hell, I would say that rookie down in Houston right now, C.J. Stroud, has been a rev... A revelation. Yeah. <laughs> he may be like 13, 14. So I think if you're Dallas today, you could say this. We just went and physically pushed around a team that many regard, uh, playoff team last year, many regard as one of the more talented in football. That should be a happy flight home. How will it play in Dallas radio and Dallas tomorrow? Well, for once, we're all like on the Rangers, right? This is, uh, this this is a feeling like a baseball town because they've gone up 2-0 uh, on the Astros, and this is the first time they've ever faced off in the postseason. But tonight, I mean, the ratings will bear it out. I mean, it was uh, uh, you know, people will will be excited about the Cowboys, and I think McCarthy. There's still a, a, a lack of trust in him. I think they won the game, so that end of the first half thing becomes a little bit less of a story. I mean, if they lose that game, especially on a special teams gaffe, they would have just been lit up. But now at four and two, I think people, you know, feel okay about them and, and they can get right there in this division race. And that's why it's just crazy from week to week. I mean, you go from thinking the Eagles are like going to run away with the division and maybe vying for like best team in football to like, what happened? What was that? Why couldn't they? And it reminds Dallas fans that other quarterbacks throw interceptions, right? We, you have a tendency in your city to go, we're the only, this is the only quarterback who throws picks, right? And <laughs> um, Hurts threw some picks and threw a horrible one in the end of the game, which set up a team that an inferior team and allowed them to win the game. And they didn't have to do that. Uh, so I, I think, to your point on Dak, this just sort of calms folks down because what's hanging over everything is the fact that they have to turn around soon and pay him $50 million a year or try to see what they have in Trey Lance, figure something out, 
But the truth is this kind of that that whole DAX future hangs over everything. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off on an NFL Plus Premium annual subscription when you sign up through Plus Play from Verizon. Plus Play, it is a platform where you can shop, manage, and save on the subscriptions you already love, like NFL Plus. With NFL Plus Premium, you get access to live games on mobile, NFL Red Zone, NFL Network, and more. So you can watch multiple games all at once on any screen around you for updates. Never miss a touchdown. That's simple. And for fantasy players, NFL Plus Premium makes all the difference. Access to programming like Fantasy Live through the NFL Network. Red Zone for tracking player performances on a Sunday. Access to live local and primetime games. Access to Fantasy Plus. Just go to verizon.com slash NFL to get NFL Plus Premium today. 40% off, that's 40% off an annual subscription, just $59.99 for the full season. Get it before it's gone. Matt, will they make a move at the trade deadline? Is there anything like running back depth? Their old line played pretty well tonight. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I, I do feel like they could use a burst at tight end. They don't get much production from tight end. It, it, will they make a move at the trade deadline, the Cowboys, you think? They'll look. I mean, they've made big wide receiver moves before. I, I honestly think they would be looking for safety or cornerback help. Um, okay. Because as much as they like Gilmore and you see Bland playing well, it's just like with di without Diggs, Jordan Lewis is coming back from yeah. an injury, and he looks a little slow right now. He's trailing a lot of plays. Um, I, I think they could use some help. They're playing safeties at linebacker, right? Van Der Esch is out. And that was a good player tonight. 14, you saw him, Marquise Bell. That's a safety, though. Yeah. He's having to, Demon Clark uh, and, and, and Marquise Bell are, are both, you know, they're having to play uh, linebacker. Marquise had moved to linebacker, but he's playing linebacker at about 215. So they need some reinforcements they could use. They've got Donovan Wilson's good player. Curse, pretty good player. But you see them from a speed standpoint, if you put some of those guys in space, they're in big trouble. Right, they they ran yes. a very de uh, basic. They put a they put a receiver in motion, wasn't it? Keenan Allen. They literally put Keenan Allen in motion, and and like they got lost. It wasn't even like, oh, there's a pick play. They just got lost in motion. Like the 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 the, the, the defensive back never arrived, and that's the easiest thing in the world. Which makes you think, okay, how do you guys? How does Kellen Moore in that offense foul it up when at times in that game it looks so incredibly easy? you know, to get it done down there in the red zone. I mean, both teams really, you know, in some ways you know, struggled in that area tonight. You know, I thought the thing you said early in our 30-minute pod here that makes a lot of sense, uh, instead of the uh, West Coast, they call it the Texas Toast offense. What do they call it? What's Dallas calling their Te offense? Texas Coast, yeah. Okay, all right. That really the Dallas plays of note tonight were essentially Dak <laughs> flushed out of the pocket. And and when you watch Dallas tonight, it really was a Dak virtuoso performance. It really was. It wasn't about a clever. Um, uh, I wrote down for Dallas. I did write early. I did. There's, there was a clever play early for Dallas. Where did I see it at? Hold on. Hold on, guys. This is a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm looking. Dak, uh, oh, Chargers clever opening drive. But your point early was that Dak's elusiveness and mobility 
really was the offense tonight. Almost every big play was based on that. And so 18 for 24, 238 and a touchdown. Um, if you're a Dak fan, I, I'm, uh, you know, I've said, I've always said he's uh, Kirk Cousins with a better brand. I think there's limitations to what he can do, but he's certainly a franchise guy. Good. I think his intangibles have always been better than his tangibles. I don't mm -hmm. think he's a great thrower of the football, but I, I think you're right. I think Dak, and and Greg Cosell's been saying he's been reduced to a pocket pass. Yeah. It's almost like McCarthy said, you know what? We're going to make a point to get yeah. him out tonight. And it worked. Yeah, the run was good. And to your point, he just kept like escaping. Some of his escapes were kind of Romo-esque. And he was kind of, Romo used to do the, the pirouette and, and kind of sneak out the backside. And, and, they, and he would do that. And he looked nimble at times after the ankle injury, being banged up, not having a strong base. He's played and looked stiff tonight. At times, he looked kind of nimble. And when he goes out and leads the team with like a run, they, the, the thing that maybe some people miss about Dak is that from the intangible standpoint, his teammates feed off of him like crazy. Now, C.D. left him last week. C.D. got his head down and went kind of some old T.O. type stuff. And I'm not talking about going crazy on the sideline, but it was just kind of like he kind of tapped out on him and, and they had to all talk. Like Mike had to go to C.D. and Dak had to go to C.D. and basically say, hey, come to me. Don't be doing all that other stuff. And I think that kind of helped kind of get C.D. focused. And then, to your point, Cooks. It's kind of like, kind of like the Cowboys had to go. Wait, we we brought Cooks in. Do y'all remember we traded for him? And um and and he runs nice routes. And and he he was in on a big. That that was a great throw late that Dak made. They needed it on third and nine. And he goes back, hits the back foot, and he just lets it rip. And I think that was Cooks on that one. And it was a gorgeous ball. And it was like one of the biggest throws of the night. Because it gave him a first yes. down, and it yes. allowed him. And I really thought McCarthy um, was looking to maybe when it, about three minutes left. Colin was looking to like kick on second down. Okay, and just kind of <laughs> just go ahead and get it over with. Yeah, yeah. I have I have that Cooks uh, written down. Um, yeah, CD and then Cooks. Then I have multiple penalties by Dallas. Again, I, I think we've touched on this. It, it Multiple times tonight, I felt like Dallas was getting in their own way. So, okay, Cowboys win. What are they, four and two now? Uh, they have to feel good on the Philadelphia loss. Uh, I think San Francisco, uh, Detroit, Philadelphia. Maybe we can insert now Dallas into that fourth NFC team. Saints, forget it. I watched Derek Carr this weekend. I'm over. I'm, I've defended him for years. I'm done with it. All right, Matt, it's good seeing you again. Always a pleasure to see you. Text as often as you'd like. We need to sit and talk off the air as well sometime, buddy. Would like to do that. And um, if you'll fax me these notes from the games that you keep alluding to, I'd love to see some of those. I really think I could. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I could really get some. Oh, my. oh that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <Not> really. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay. Thank you. The volume. Is there a better sports month than October? Let me think about that. Uh, 
No. Football's underway. Baseball playoffs. Basketball, hockey seasons are upon us. Pretty good. While we love watching our favorite teams on TV, there is nothing better than watching sports in person. You know that. I know that. The drama, the crowd, the energy, the adrenaline, it's perfect. And the best way to go to any of these games and see these games in person is game time. The fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Game Time is the only ticket app that gives you peace of mind with your purchase. That's a biggie. They let you see the view, Game Time does, from your seats. So when you buy it, you know exactly what you're getting with Game Time. Their all in prices also let you know what you're getting and what you're paying up front. And it takes no time at all. Nobody wants a headache, right? I want tickets. I want them now. I want to buy them. Two taps, 10 seconds. You can buy your tickets. That's it. Two taps, all it takes. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. So download the GameTime app quickly, create an account, and use the redeem code Colin. That's me. Redeem code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. $20 if you do that. 20 bucks off your first purchase if you do that. Terms now apply. Again, create an account, the redeem code Colin, C-O-L-I-N, for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.